The Production Expert Podcast is brought to you with the kind support of Arturia, Avid, Source Elements, and RSPE Audio Solutions. Hello and welcome to the Production Expert Podcast. I'm Ashea and in this week's edition, I'm joined by Ross Hughes and Vincent Harvey. Um, We're going to be talking about uh, how AI and advances in technology are changing the audio industry and um, what professionals, you know, can maybe do to to adapt to, to this new reality that we're facing um, but yeah, let's just begin by, Vincent, why don't you um, explain a little bit about who you are, what you do, and uh, we can go from there. Sure. Uh, thank you for having me today. Um, so I'm Vincent, and I'm coaching music producers on building their music career and business, uh, eventually, like, so they can work with artists they like and live the life that they want without feeling uh, behind or stressed, overwhelmed by all the things they have to to manage with building their businesses and careers. I had like I had a kind of a interesting background. I used to be a mixing engineer, working with majors. And quickly I was kind of bored by this industry and I ended up working in startups and founded my own tech startup company. And it wasn't for me. And I went back to music with a lot more knowledge in business. And so I decided to help uh artists first and then music producers on building their business and careers. Okay, fantastic. And so obviously you speak to a lot of music producers and are you sort of hearing, are they incorporating, you know, new technology and how, how are they doing that in, in their workflow in general? Frankly, we don't speak much about uh, AI and uh, how they implement new technology because for, for, for my for my work, it's mainly toward business and how we utilize AI for business, like helping them creating content, structuring uh, their their strategies and, and businesses. Uh, regarding music, we barely mention it. We have like some discussions about um, how simple industry is really changing at the minute and how they really have to be careful while using them mm-hmm. when they work for clients. And but that's mainly our topic. Uh huh. Uh huh. I mean, because obviously uh, our jobs as music producers and audio professionals, we're sort of uh, often we have to do a lot of things. We have to do admin, those sort of things. So all the sort of advances can really, really help in terms of assistance and scheduling and stuff. So that's interesting. We can certainly get back to that. Um, but yeah, I mean, how 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 did it start off? I mean, you'd know about this, Russ in terms of sort of the old industry, everything was very sort of manual, wasn't it? Yeah, but what I would say, because I've been doing this since I'm the old fart in the room today. <laughs> yeah. So I've been, I'm 57. So I've seen several uh, uh, revolutions, let's say, in the in the audio industry in my lifetime. So I saw the Porter Studio. Uh, well, I saw the Porter Studio and I saw MIDI and I saw sequencers. Then I saw DAWs. I saw drum machines, samplers. And whenever a new technology comes along, and it's a bit more AI we'll get to in a minute, but but just let's just talk about the music-specific part of this first, is whenever a new, new technology comes along, there's a there's a... There's a there's a reaction. There's two kinds of reactions mm-hmm. at the start of any kind of revolution. There's the pro side. They go, wow, this is wonderful. Everything's going to be brilliant and blah, blah, blah. And then there's the other side that are, that are saying, hey, this is terrible. We'll all be dead within a year. The robots are taking over. Uh, 
the truth is probably somewhere in the middle. Yeah, I mean, I do understand because obviously we'll get into it a bit later, but things like mastering has become, you know, really quite AI dominated in recent years. Um, and so there is that sort of risk that certain jobs will be taken away. From, well, can from I just address that? Because I don't yeah. think what you've just said, I don't agree with at all. I don't think mastering has become AI dominated. I think mastering has become more accessible to those people who would never have used a mastering engineer in the first place. So historically, so I've used mastering engineers in my career lots of times, and I use them for many reasons. One of the most of all was to get another set of ears on a mix. Uh, it was nothing to do with technology. It wasn't to do with whether they had a great compressor or and stuff like that. But but part of it in the old days was because we had well, the first there was vinyl, then there was CD, and none of us at home could do that. And what's come along now in the last in the last decade, let's say, so we first had things like Isotope ozone and things mm. like that that would help people mix uh, do, do more mastering in the box or the the waves plugins like the the maximizers and stuff like that and the loudness stuff so there's been a kind of a, a change in in the awareness to mastering to be honest first so i think there's been a real education to a lot of people who didn't even know that mastering was a part of the process they just thought you recorded it in your computer then you sent it off and it was finished and mastering was this final polishing bit that many people weren't aware of so i i saw when the waves thing got announced yesterday because waves have got a new ai mastering platform that came out yesterday yeah and i saw a mastering engineer say hey this is the end for mastering engineers and i said no it's not the kind of people that are going to use this would never have used you mm, but there's there's sort of just you know playing devil's advocate uh, slightly there is that you know if it does get so good then people are thinking you know is it cheaper for me to to get uh, a plugin to master my record rather than going and uh, paying a real mastering engineer to do it so I, I think there is still that kind of concern there potentially and with with all these sort of ai you know advances if things get really really good then uh, do we really need the real thing? That's the. Yeah, I think yeah. I, I I am absolutely. I've done a lot of stuff, and Vincent might want to chat in a minute as well. But I but because I, because I'm the old fart in the room, I saw when people said that drum machines were going to destroy drummers, and sadly it didn't come true because mm. there's still a lot of drummers out there. They, then when samplers came along, that that would destroy orchestras, and that didn't happen either. Uh, so I've not seen any of these dooms prophecies in the last 30 or 40 years ever come true Okay, to any extent. The one thing I did see happen was that Porter Studios did mean that a lot of us who used to go to have to pay to go to a recording studio to do a demo could now do it at home. And then obviously the door became much more prevalent and we could now do it on our laptops. So yes, I think the end, that was one area where we would we have seen some change but half the reason that studios have closed down has got nothing to do with Porter Studios it's more to do with that labels just aren't willing to invest in artists anymore where they would have given like in the 80s I had friends that would come out of a record label after two hours of meeting with a hundred grand to go and make an album it's interesting. I, I mean, obviously, I, I want to ask uh, Vincent for his uh, thoughts on the previous point, but I want to touch on, you know, vocal recording and those AI. Uh, there's a new plugin as well that you'd know about this. Um, which one is it? It's the Ascentized DX Revive, which is incredible. So I wanted to sort of touch on that and how that might affect uh, vocal recording. But Vincent, are you? Do you speak to mastering engineers, mix engineers? Are you? What is your take on on what you know we just said? For me, I feel like because of how 
music is evolving and as you said like before we are using to we used to spend 100 grants to record an album and then you had like home studios coming and now people are spending less and less money on a recording and and all the the creation of, of making music and and i feel for me like i agree somewhere about people want to work with other people to have different perspectives okay mm. but because of how the new generation is educated and let's be honest we have like great records people making millions of streams from uh, even start touring the world with barely any equipment anything in their studio barely working with anyone anymore and i feel it's something that will come more and more uh in the in the next years so it will never replace 100 percent a mastering engineer because we keep evolving on this aspect as well um the, the surround all those dolby dolby stuff we're we're getting into which is like more complicated and i feel it's it's a way of evolving yeah. uh before like when you were used to go like to, to the bank you were asking someone to give you the money no it's just a machine giving you the money it's an atm and now we we develop a new service behind and I feel it's the logical evolution in the music industry as well. Mm -hmm. Even though we have more tools, it means we will create more skills around them to better exploit them. Yeah. So in a way, it will make uh, probably like more people using AI. Maybe the ones who want to start from like from scratch or barely have any any funds because music became more and more accessible i mean like creating music became more and more accessible to people mm -hmm. but i feel once people like start to see it as okay now i'm done on my own i'm i'm ready to to work with more uh, more people and experts in this topic we'll still have uh people investing in mastering engineers mixers or even producers Ever wondered what it's like to mix an entire album for Kanye? Or layering vocals for Chris Brown? Join your hosts Cash and G every fortnight as we sit down with some of your favourite artists, producers and engineers to talk everything music. Brought to you by Avid Pro Tools. That sounds great! Yeah, I mean, we, we certainly have to see how, how we evolve uh, to these uh, with these different roles, uh, absolutely. Um, but yeah, Russ, um, did you want to sort of, because you've definitely tried this, haven't you? Do you want to talk about the DX revive a little bit well yeah i was part of the team so i have helped get that to market so they're one of my clients the uh, ben who made it is a smart german guy yeah. and he's come up with this brilliant piece of ai based software and what it does is it takes a piece of audio and it de-reverbs it and it denoises it and then it looks at the fingerprint of that audio that, that's left and looks at the audio that's left and says hey this is what this is what a really well-recorded vocal should sound, a dialogue recording should sound like. Let me just be clear, this is about dialogue, not vocals first. This is what it should sound like from a, from a library of great recordings. And then it uses spectral uh, reconstruction to replace the missing data. Yeah. And what, so you can, I don't know if you've seen some of the examples I was putting up before we released it, but there was, a, there was an interview with Steve Jobs from the 80s done mm. on TV. There was a Frank Sinatra speech from 1954 at the Grammys. And there was also an old man in a field from 1910. And all of them, we could make them sound much better. We could actually put back audio that wasn't there in the first place. Mm, which is incredible. Uh, I, th I think it it's is, the, is it the first plug-in of its kind? 
that does that? Uh, I know we've got sort of... Uh, um, I think Adobe have done something. And okay. there's other things from people like... Uh, if you use Descript to do transcriptions, there's a thing called Studio Sound in there. So there's there's several AI-based technologies that are doing that kind of thing. Uh-huh. But this is particularly impressive, what I've heard, oh, and yeah. what it does with the audio. Yeah, the, the, the reception from across the pro industry mm-hmm. has been incredible. Yeah. Absolutely. It's blown them away. because, And the first thing you do when you get it, which is really funny... Uh, is you get it and you think, wow, that's mind-blowing. How the hell is it doing that? And then you think, I'm going to go back into my drives and find all the crap I couldn't ever use because it was badly recorded and see if it will fix it. Yeah. And so you you can spend a whole... I spent an afternoon just going through old tracks from like 20, 30 years ago. And there were like vocals that were rubbish, either recorded, let's say, at a gig and stuff like that. And suddenly they sounded like they were recorded in a studio 10 minutes ago. Yeah, yeah. And it's the restoration of the absent frequencies. That's what's so impressive Correct. about that's, this. It, it, yeah, there's lots of noise reduction pro- products out there already. Like RX is obviously the yeah. king of the industry. But this does something very different. This is re- this is resurrecting old audio. Mm. So is there, you know, uh, is there the chance that if these plugins like this exist, then you can say, well, I don't need the most ideal vocal recording space ever because this is going to create a really professional sounding sounding vocal for me. Do you think that um, do you think that might happen in the future? There is, but it kind of undermines. I, I think for me, it undermines. Uh, I'd be interested to see what Vincent thinks yeah, of this as yeah. well. Is that people don't? I don't know anybody that goes into a room and says, "I want to do the worst possible job on this track." Nobody thinks like that. Few people think like that. They go, "I want to do the best I can to make my song shine." Mm. But what they then find is either their room lets them down or they haven't got the gear because they can't afford it. And this is what these tools do. They don't take generally there's not a lot of people out there who are who are who don't give a crap about what they're they're doing. They're desperate to get it right and they just don't have either the skill or the or or the gear or the room to do it right. And this is where these things help. Mm. So I kind of dismiss all these people going, oh well it's it means any idiot can make music. It doesn't mean that at all. You still need to be talented in the first place. Yeah. But I think there's, you know, if if, if an artist, a typical artist that's got a budget for example and they think okay what do I need to create a good record and then market it and then you know make success of it and if you look through your budget and you think okay I need to go to a studio to record because vocals are important so I'll have to sort of um, you know uh, work that into the budget but if there is that kind of possibility that you don't have to go to a, a studio to record you can do it from home and then use something like that obviously you know that's very tempting to to a lot of people potentially um, but but what do you think um Vincent, on that on that point, the same for AI. As long as it's, it depends on where those artists are in their level, uh, like uh, what level they are right now in their in their careers. Uh, like I'm gonna take as an example, maybe I will uh, bruise some ego. But many people, many many people buy beats for cheap because they're tra- just practicing, so they don't feel of investing more or mm. really committing. Okay. And I feel it's the same for recording your, your own vocals. And I'm sure uh, as you are like producing for, for artists, sometimes you can tell artists take ages before sending you the vocals back so you can finalize the song. Because like they want it, as you said, perfect. Uh, you want, like, they want it perfect, they want it right. 
But the problem is they are on their own. So for some artists having all the equipment, having all the help they can have at home will help them move further because they are not yet ready to work with other people anyway. But when you know like what it is to work and what it is to, to get in the flow, then you will hire, like you will invest in a proper recording studio and then you will probably hire a vocal producer to help you get the best vocals you can have in, uh, in, in, your, in your music. And again, it's, it's all about how do you want to develop your music? Do you want to do it only on your own? Great, you have all those tools that can be your perfect assistants and it's enough for you today, good for you. Or do you want to do it like, no, I want to be with other people in the room. I want to be in the right environment. environment. It's not just about uh, remote work. It's really about being in the moment. And most of the best records come from being in the moment. So, so the, yeah, yeah I, 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 can, I, I agree with that, um, that point entirely. Um, but in terms can of... I, the, can I speak to that point, actually? Oh, yeah, go, go for it, Because Vincent has nailed it, really. The mm. reason that people hire you as a producer, the number one reason to share, mm. is not because of the gear. They're hiring you because you're musical and that you'll bring out a performance from them. And we get so obsessed with the gear, and yet what the gear is there is to serve the artistic vision and to serve the performance. Yeah. The best vocals are are the performance, not the, not the sound of them. So if, if you listen to Dylan or if you listen to Johnny Cash or any of those people, they're so pitchy and all sorts of stuff, but it doesn't matter because you have this passionate vocal that's telling the story. Yeah, I completely agree. I, I completely agree with that. In terms of um, as a producer, um, I often tell artists, I'm, I'm not worried about your tuning because I can do all of that afterwards. I want your expression. I need you to go for it. Don't be, you know, concerned about, oh, I'm going to, you know, miss the note. Just just do it, you know, with expression. And the rest can be fixed after that. But if you're a, a studio owner, for example, that's concerned about sort of making a living because you're sort of hiring out studios, I, I know a lot of... Um, studio owners how much what percentage of your clients are sort of indie new artists versus sort of labels with big budgets for example and will that will these advances sort of affect those businesses potentially possibly but that's that's the price we pay for technological advancement mm. whether whether that's Milk from the supermarket. When I was a kid, my dad used to say to me, because I, I had, I used, do you remember any, are there of you old enough to remember Milkman? Or they were called Milkman because it was only men doing the job, but <laughs> in the, so I'm not, I can't, I can't kind of reverse history. It used to have a truck that went round every day with milk in bottles on the back and would deliver it to the doorstep. And I had a job helping one of those. I'd have to get up at like six in the morning and we'd go around on this little truck and we'd deliver milk to everybody's door. And my dad said to me once, be a milkman because people always need milk and you'll always have a job. Well, I'm even having to explain what a milkman is now because no, there's no such – there's rarely – I think it's a novelty. I think there's one in our town that you can sign up for to get glass bottles of milk delivered to your front door <laughs> if you want. But that's gone because because supermarkets came along and now we get milk in cartons. And, and it's a bit like – uh, somebody once said, when Ford came to make the first car, if he didn't listen to people, they were asking for a faster horse. He gave them a car. And 
this is the point about technology and technological advancements is that we have to take with the rough with the smooth and I'm, I'm not i'm not diminishing the concern of any studio owner or any mastering engineer or any recording engineer but generally in 40 years of me being in this industry i'm it's rare for me to see that anything has destroyed this industry things that will destroy this industry are things like spotify the, the spotify convincing people to load up 300,000 tracks a day and then tell them they can make a living from that because it just the the economy doesn't work you couldn't even listen to the today's uploads in your lifetime let alone what's already up there the millions and millions and millions of tracks so there are bigger attacks on our industry than AI. Achoria has a wide selection of software effects, including three compressors, three filters, three preamps, and three delays you'll actually use. The latest release, three delays you'll actually use, includes Delay Tape 201, Delay Memory Brigade, and the unique and experimental Delay Eternity. A bundle of selected effects called the AudioFuse Creative Suite is included with all AudioFuse audio interfaces. Visit Achoria.com to find out more on the effects you'll actually use. Can I say something about Spotify? Because it's a really good topic, actually. The, the, the problem with Spotify is, yeah, okay, doesn't pay much, good. But the thing is, before, like, because of the, the, the skills most artists have in marketing and business is close to zero, let's be honest, Spotify is a real help and they probably make more than if they were trying to sell their own CDs out there as like back in the days, if you want to say it this way. So I feel for me, like Spotify, the way it's, I see it, it's not because plus people are really obsessed with passive incomes. Like it's really like the, 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 the thing. And people want to make a lot of money from Spotify or streaming platforms. I get it. You worked hard, you invested a lot, years of your life, gears, everything. Okay. But this is a way to get introduced to to a new population you will never have access to before. And understanding like this is your foot in the door and from there you can create different ways of gener generating revenue because in the end, it's like what we're asking and what, we, what it was before was asking people to put their hands in their pockets, give you 10 bucks to buy your CD, right? Today, we don't ask them to do that, but we can do it differently, either to go to a gig or supporting through uh, either Patreon or any merchandising, whatever you want. And, and that is really important to, to not like kind of blame streaming platforms. It doesn't, I, I'm not for or against them. Like I'm very neutral. I don't, I don't really mind. I just feel it's best to see it as a tool to get the foot in the door to access an audience you will never had access to before because the algorithm is so powerful and there are so many ways to to educate that there are so many ways to to beat it up like i've helped artists going from like two monthly listeners to 30 50 100,000 monthly listeners without paying a dime in marketing just by understanding how it works and those people they would never have reached them before just because of their circle like the social media, like nobody were listening to them. And so this is, I think, like really important to understand, like the way of making money from music and the way of spending money to make music has drastically changed. And the cost is way lower than before to make music. 
And earning money from music has never been that high for so many people. If we take in consideration like the amount of artists who are now making a living out of music and, and not just from streaming platforms. And if we take uh, in consideration the amount invested and the amount earned, I feel it's much better than before. Mm. What yeah. do you think? No, I, I think I, what's, I think what's great is that we're all creative people, so we can use our brains to sort of adapt, and I think that's really great. And another thing with the internet uh, producers, audio engineers, we work with people from you know all over the globe, which is great. Uh, that wasn't possible before. It was a lot harder. Um, and yeah, you can reach a much greater audience. You can reach completely different uh, clients than, you know, ordinarily if you worked in a local studio. So I, I think that's fantastic. And there are loads of ways that the technology is really assisting us and helping us to to have better uh, careers, make life easier, save time. And I think that's how we need to sort of go forward with this, you know, come up with new ways of utilizing the technology to our advantage, basically. I've spent a lot of time because obviously I use AI in different ways. So I use it a lot in business. So I use I use ChatGPT every day. I'm signed. I pay for it. Uh, I I make part of my living from writing, and people will say, "Well, actually, ChatGPT will put me out of work." And what I've realised because we've spent the experts team have done a lot of research on ChatGPT. We've all been experimenting with it and trying it. And what has become very clear is that if it's going to destroy any jobs. It, let me say, let me just rewind a bit, and I have to say this with the with in the most. Uh, you'll have to take take it as I say this. You have to be at a certain educational level to be able to use ChatGPT to your advantage. Mm. And if you're not, you can't use it. It's as simple as that. Let me tell you why. Because ChatGPT is like having an assistant. That's all it works for for me. So basically, I can throw some stuff in ChatGPT. It throws it back out. But I have to do a number of things. I have to check it's true. I have to check it's accurate. I have to check it it's actually makes sense. And it, what it's spitting out is reasonable. And a lot of the time, it isn't. So I, so, I have to, so I have to check it's work all the time. So it can't replace me. So it works like an assistant for me. So I can say, write me a paragraph on this or write me a contract for this artist. Or uh, I had to write something for a will yesterday in a contract with, with a company I run about, about if one of us should die. And I asked it to construct a, an agreement based on that. And we've gone back and forth several times. So it's, it's not this magic thing. People who talk about AI as if it's going to destroy us all <laughs> obviously haven't used it. Because it's not as smart as you think most of the time. There is some clever stuff out there, but at the same time, it's it, it's not even close. And I always think if people think robots are going to take over the world, they don't have a Google Home Assistant. Because most <laughs> of my time, I'm screaming at Siri or any of those objects in my house because they don't do what I ask them to do. And they are dumb as fuck half the yeah. time. I mean, I, I look at it this way. I, th I think it's great because there's so many things that I want to do as a producer, as an artist and things like that. So if I can have someone or something assisting me with things like exactly. I, I know it's not technically AI, but the Sonox Voca that does sort of automatic gain staging, that sort of thing. I don't really want Correct. to be gain staging vocals. That doesn't no. interest me at all. You know. Somebody said the other day about the DX Revive. They said, well, you can sit in RX and spend an hour going through it with a spectral editor <laughs> to fix that audio. 
Or, or do you want to turn a knob and have it done in three seconds? Yeah, I think most people I haven't would got, want to I do haven't that. got time. I, I'm, yeah. I'm too busy to do mo- most of the time. I don't know. I'm shouting at the microwave oven half the time to hurry up when I'm cooking. That's how busy I am. And so if I can find tools to make things easier, the kind of people who go, oh, don't use AI. It's a, it's a cheat or that. Well, don't use Google Maps then, for yeah. God's sake. Yeah. Use a real, use a proper map and learn how to read a map. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be able to get anywhere without Google Maps. So there's that. <laughs> do you know what I mean? We, we, we all... Yeah, none of us can. We we live in a generation. It's like again, it's technology. Uh, it's 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 the same as cars and walking. Mm. Where do you draw the line on where technology starts and where it ends? I think that as long as you're a sensible person, and you take the good with the bad, uh, and AI has a lot of good and bad. I don't mean it as in an ethical sense, but just as in a it's operational sense. Half the stuff, like Julian, won't touch it. He's tried it, and he just can't get. He just can't get it to make a reasonable article, or even come up with some reasonable ideas for articles. And and so, it, it, it's it's not all this spooky magic that people claim it is. It's all it is is using a huge database of, of stuff, and it, and it, then it derives its information from that stuff. Simple as that. The Production Expert Podcast is made possible using Source Connect Now from Source Elements, the free way to record high-quality audio over the internet. Need to record an interview or a podcast like this one remotely? With Source Connect Now, you can. Using a Chrome browser, you'll get ISDN-equivalent quality audio without the need to install any additional software. Register for your free account at now.source-elements.com. I think that's fantastic. It allows us to do more, um, be more creative, get more things done, create more art, which essentially is what we're here to do as, um, you know, producers, audio engineers. Um, But I wanted to ask Vincent, um, uh, there is obviously this um, AI voices, that sort of thing with, um, I don't know if you heard about Grimes, she's got a platform, um, which is called, uh, what is it called? Um, Elf.tech. Um, and she's sort of uh, allowing producers to use her AI voice. Um, I'm not sure how popular this will become. I don't know if you've you've spoken to you know producers you work with. The producers I'm working with don't really like use this kind of thing because they lo- they always work with other artists who record their own voices. And so actually, I never heard of it. Really, I kind of disconnected from uh, the, this world of uh, new technology in the music industry since I took this role of coaching on the business aspect i make music for myself i like okay i want to enjoy i don't want to just play with tools and technology i just want to to have fun and we have some amazing tools nowadays but I, I'm, I'm not like but it's been this kind of using other kind of voices has been there for a while now and i feel it's it's again like it's just parking you yeah, it sparked new new ideas and new ways of creating music, but it will never replace like artists or Agreed. proper Agreed. proper singers. I think all, yeah, I think all these predictions about that all the songs they've written AI are just cobbler. They're just they're just rubbish. They're just insane. Uh, like because no because it's intrinsically in every human being to want to create. And to then, it's like saying that I'm going to give up all my sex life to porn, to a porn channel and just let the porn channel have the sex for me. It's, it's the same kind of ridiculous notion that we are 
humans and we want to create and we won't give that over to some robot it's insane to even suggest any of us would because we do this because we love doing it i mean i don't don't want to get into the subject of porn too much but there's a virtual reality is obviously uh becoming a, a thing as well um but um, in terms of the, as artists, we can sort of, uh, Grimes has been quite sort of intelligent in that respect because she's getting uh, a profit from every time someone uses her voice. And I'm sure a lot of artists and I think there was a whole thing, um, a lot of actors as well were sort of uh, campaigning against the use of their likeness um, as AI. But that's no different from using a drum a drum VI it's because it's got the drums of, of Phil Collins or... Uh, a bass a bass VI that's got all the bass parts of uh, a famous bass player or a keyboard player. We've been doing that for years. There's no difference. And to be honest, we've had vocal situations. Yamaha produced a product. I can't remember what it was called. It's been at least a decade old where, where it would sing backing vocals for you and stuff like that. And to be honest, it's, we play with them for 10 minutes and they're a novelty, but we really... When I come into the studio, I want to. I want to do it. I don't want somebody to do it for me. And, and where I'd use AI in, in a studio situation, let's say I've written a song, and I've got one line I just can't crack. I could throw that into the AI and say, "Give me some ideas." But if, if you were a fan of an, a particular artist and they did give you permission to use their their voice for a track, I don't see the problem with with doing that because it's again, it's it's benefiting the artist if there's a contract in place. I completely agree. There's nothing wrong with anybody doing it. There's nothing wrong with an artist saying, hey, you can use my voice in your tracks. I don't know how many people would actually really want to do it, though, actually want to use those 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 things. I, I've been around samplers, as I say, for, for 20, 30 years, and I, I write tracks and have written loads of songs over the years. And it comes a point where I think I need to get the real drummer on this now. I need to get a real bass player on this because I want to hear what their human creativity is going to do to this track i've had to, i've had machines working for me for years and this is just an ai is just a, a slightly smarter machine and i have no, i i think this whole scaremongering about ai taking over the music industry is as i say uh, uh, you heard it here first if i was wrong <laughs> but i don't think i am is is that humanity thing are robots and ai is that are they ever able to you know um, replace humanity i that's sort of a very philosophical kind of uh Question. When somebody makes me a robot that will clean my kitchen, then I'll be excited. Oh my goodness, yeah. My washing up. <laughs> I absolutely hate it. <laughs> okay, well, I think it's about time we go over to our find of the week. Uh, Vincent, uh, what have you got for us? Uh, for this week, I would say it's, it's more about uh, balancing life. It's been like, how can you find a good balance between some chaos and growth, I would say, depending on what you can go through in your life. It's really interesting about how perception and perspective make a huge difference in how you deal with your day-to-day life. And that was, uh, that's an interesting topic when, if we want to talk about mental uh, health and uh, bring that maybe for next time. But yeah, that's me like mainly my, my discovery of the week, how the perspective can drastically change the way of going through, through life when you have so much to handle business-wise, personal-wise, and everything, and still, like, not feeling, uh, I mean, feeling great about it, which is more important. So, discovery of the week for me. Fantastic. Um, interesting. Uh, Russ, what's your find of the week? 
I've got into The Godfather of Harlem. Forrest Whitaker plays a historical character, but it's obviously then been they've taken history and Malcolm X is in it and all sorts of people. It's about how uh, this black gangster is working with the Italian gangsters in 1960s Harlem running doing the whole godfather thing and it's he's the he's the black godfather basically it's the godfather of harlem i think there's three seasons it's on amazon prime uh it's pretty violent in places and uh it's uh it's not going to be for some people but it's just it's perfect popcorn stuff for me when i need to just escape and uh, it's great nice yeah fantastic yeah yeah i mean i'll just briefly mention mine it is um a new release from toy box audio and it's called thump one which is a, a synth a synthesizer which has some really cool sort of kick and bass presets um and it's a free plug-in as well so yeah uh, definitely worth uh, checking that out uh, cool but um yeah i think that's all we have time for this week uh, but thank you to Russ and to Vincent. And we will be back next week with another edition of the Production Expert podcast. 